On today's show, we give you our weekend update. We talk about graduation and commencement speeches. We have our Game of Thrones talk, season finale talk. We have our cheesy pickup lines. And I'm joined by my very special guest, Will Gupton. What's up, fellas? You ready to do this? Let's get it. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Heart of Texas podcast. Thanks for letting me uh, sub in for Kate Coleman. Yeah, I know. He's got a little message for us. Hey, guys. Sorry I can't be there. I got work tonight. But you can bet that I'll be back Thursday. I'll see you then. Get you back on Thursday, Cade. Uh, actually, this is my interview, so I don't know if he's going to get his job back. No, exactly. But you're already the producer, so you, you kind of you already help us out anyway. So, did you have a big weekend? Actually, I did not. I uh, I didn't really do much. I uh, had a couple uh, Bud Lights. Shout out to Bud Light. Um, and, uh, you know, just kicked back, watched some movies, and uh, was at the pool today, looked at some honeys, you know, mm. good stuff. Mm. How about you? I So, I went to Lubbock, and I got to go see one of my buddies graduate. Not only did I get to go to graduation, I got to play a little golf, got a little bit of drinking in, and I went to a Catalina wine mixer. Yes, yeah, so um, I don't drink wine often, and I let, let's just say I think I probably had my fair share for like about six months. I don't know if I'm going to touch it. You drank it enough for the both of us. Yeah, and you know it was just great to catch up with some of my college buddies, and I mean definitely a little fun time we had. I mean just getting to catch up and talk about all our memories, and then um, and then we kind of departed today, and, and then other than that, you know it's. Let's get into one of our first segments uh, where we talk, where we pick out our Texas towns of the weekend. This is going to be our graduation episode because, you know, we, uh, I mean, I graduated from Texas Tech and Will, you respectively graduated from Sam Houston. I did. And so I think with our Texas towns of, of from the weekend, I'm going to, you want to go with yours first? Oh, yeah, sure. So I did go to Sam Houston State. I, my town is Huntsville. Uh, imagine Heck that. yeah. Huntsville, Texas. It was uh, founded by General Sam Houston. It was the home it, his before he moved to Tennessee, which everybody knows he was the governor of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but he f- was there and founded Huntsville. Some interesting facts. Of course, Sam Houston State University is there. Uh, Heck yeah. Eat them up, cats. It has a great state park. I recommend anybody to go there. Great. Awesome. A big event in town, people are going to laugh, but is the prison rodeo. A prison rodeo? Prison rodeo. It's, it's something like you've never seen before. I get y'all should look it up. It's it's interesting. There's seven total prisons in Huntsville. It's one of the, like that's what Huntsville's mainly for. How uh, many have you gone to? I have been I haven't been locked up, but <laughs> I've uh, visited uh, three out of the seven. Oh, okay. I have friends that work there, and uh, it's something else. That's for sure. Now is Old Shocky? Is he in one of those? Yes, Sparky is. Oh, Sparky, that's right. Yeah, okay. Sparky is in the museum. It was the first electric chair used. Oh, okay. Um, and they have it on the Museum of uh, Texas Prisons. Another fun fact about uh, prisons in Huntsville is uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Well, Clyde was in a Huntsville prison when he broke out of that. Huh. Fun fact. Um, That's really cool. Favorite place to go eat? You got to get the street tacos from El Gordo. El Gordo. Yes. Okay. And then last and not least about fun facts is Cody Johnson. That is his birthplace. Kojo. Kojo. Yes, sir. Okay. That is. Yeah, all the women love him. All the guys want to be him. He is mm-hmm. hot right now. And uh, yeah, Kojo is a Huntsvillian. 
Okay. My town that I chose is the good old Lubbock, the hub city, the 806, because of course I went to Texas Tech and it's our graduation episode, so we might as well. Um, it was basically founded in 1890 and its population right now is at 230 or 253,000. They said by 2020, it could get up to um, 300 and they're about to have a big old oil boom. But um, of course, it's home to the Texas Tech University. Um, shout out to the baseball team because they just won the Big 12. Uh, that's like our fourth champion or actually that's our fourth Big 12 win in 84 days. That's including like track track and field, baseball, basketball. So big shout out to them. And let's see. And then of course, famous names. Everybody knows Buddy Holly, but also shout out to our favorite old country and Western artist, Waylon Jennings. He was born there. Some big events that go around in Lubbock. Uh, I would say Jab Fest is one of the bigger country concerts that go around there. Of course, Josh Abbott being home to Texas Tech, big name, of course. And then another big thing I like to do in Lubbock is uh, the First Friday Art Trail. So the first Friday of every month, local artists will come together, whether they're from Lubbock or they're from around the country, and they'll kind of display all their artwork or what, whatever their, I guess their biggest deal is at this trail. And it's really cool. They have just different buildings that are designated for it. Highly recommend it if you are in, in Lubbock or if you're like traveling there or whatever, you're seeing family. And then... This is where I come to my favorite restaurant in Lubbock. There's this old, or I, I wouldn't say it's old, but there's this uh, barbecue restaurant. It's called The Shack, mm. and it's off of Frankfurt. And I highly, re- if you want the best barbecue in Lubbock, Texas, go out there. It's, it's kind of really secluded. It's by itself. It's on the outskirts of town. It's like there's not really much development out there. It's kind of all by itself. And I only heard this through this place through one of my friends. Highly recommend it. And I, you know, my, of course, that's the good old 806 for me. With the name of the shack, that has to be some of the best barbecue. Oh, it, their pulled pork and their brisket is off the charts, and I highly recommend it to any, everyone, like I've said. So check it out. That's all I got for our Texas towns, but that was a good segment. You ready to move on to the main course? Let's do it. Okay, so these past two weeks, or I guess three weeks, I should say, we are having graduations all across America, whether it comes from our high schools or colleges around the country. Texas Tech just graduated this weekend, Baylor, just to name a few. I mean, and uh, we've got thousands of grads going out there. And then some are going to college. Some people are going into the real world and getting jobs. I just want to give a, just a big old shout out to uh, my friend Joseph. He graduated this weekend with a mechanical engineering degree. And he's going to go out to Midland for a job. So big old, big old shout out to that man really proud of you and that's and it was my trip to lubbock was very well worth it right on well if we're giving shout outs uh, i want to give a shout out to my boy sean mccoy okay graduated from sam houston state this weekend i wasn't able to be there but uh he said it was a great time and um i uh last week last weekend was very special for him he's going to go into the police department okay um, okay in dallas and so back the blue if you're in dallas don't get don't go, don't go too fast. He'll pull you over. He's he's not a speedster. Graduation, big deal, of course, when you're graduating college because that's your that's your next step of life. And honestly, you know, it's it's a very for some people it's very excruciating. Some people, you know, already have a job lined up. Do you remember your college graduation? Just sitting there for three hours. <laughs> Barely. 
God. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to say barely. I mean, half the time people spent their time on their phone or they were just messing around. They didn't really give a crap if they were there or not. Absolutely. Like a lot of people were just like, eh, whatever. But one of the biggest things that kind of stuck out to me just kind of being at graduations, it's the commencement speech, you know. And of course, you know, it takes about 30 minutes of the time, you know, for, for the three hours that you're just kind of standing. Like, just, you know, oftentimes you're like, you know, is the commencement speaker going to be, you know, is he an alum for the school or are they just bringing in a big name? Does he know anything about the culture here? You know, what what kind of pointers are they going to give? Is he famous? I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's I mean, that like Wisconsin just got J.J. Watt. That's cool. Yeah. And then we have like an artist that comes to Texas Tech. His name is Barry Lopez. And mm-hmm. he just kind of gives us a speech about how the world is miserable. <laughs> that was terrible. Yikes. Yeah. So this past weekend, I when I attended the graduation there, I probably heard, you know, it was like it just getting like a lecture. Mm-hmm. And it's not really that it wasn't encouraging at all. It was just more of this world is miserable. You know, there's so many deadly things going on out there. And it's just like no encouragement at all. It's just like fear and give the graduate as much fear as possible because, you know, just sitting there and I'm like, well, you know, if you're at a graduation, that's like the last thing you want to do. That, that That's the, like the last thing you want to say to all of your graduates. Absolutely. And it, it might work for some people, for most people. Most of the time, people aren't paying attention. But if you're starting to try to strike the fear of God into somebody, yeah. I mean, they're going to listen and they're going to hear the thing, not the good things he said. It's going to be, oh, well, I don't know. And then doubt enters their mind. And that's just that's a downhill slope right there by mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. And I, I just and I, I've just come to the point where, you know, is is the com- commencement speech? Is it really worth it at the graduations now? I mean, I. I think it is worth it. Um, coming need, from a, like, I mean, like, cause coming from a person that you have probably never met right? and they're giving you advice on you know, what to expect in the real world. And if somebody is like putting, trying to put the fear of God in you, I, I'm not really going to pay attention to him as much. No, I get that. I mean, I, for me, I mean, I wish they were shorter. God. Yeah. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Three hours, a three hour graduation is unbearable. Yeah. Graduations. I mean, a commencement speech. I mean, that's, 30 minutes to 45 minutes of speech. I mean, you just got to give a few encouraging words, say, good good job, go get them, and there, you're done. I mean, most of the students uh, are either hungover or trying to get out of there to go get a beer. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it should just be encouraging and enjoyable to the entire audience. I mean, I remember my parents when they were there, and they were like, well, I mean, it was a good speaker, but it took forever. And I'm like, yeah. It's so dull. Like, I mean, like you want to, like you want to be in that moment. Like you want to have like all this joy and success and you're just like, well, it's whatever. I like kind of shook the chancellor's hand and that's like, that was it. And then you're just kind of done. And then they make you take pictures too. Did you have to do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And they make they pull you aside to take pictures. And if you don't take one, it's like, God forbid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're trying to make their last dime on you. Of course, if you don't, of course, if you have student loans, they're going to be, you're going to continue to pay them. Oh, don't even get me started about that. But I mean, you know, it's supposed to be enjoyable. And I think one of my biggest takeaways from watching the graduations now, I mean, like there were a couple of kids that would dance when they went up and oh, yeah. they would, oh, yeah. you know, there would be people like cheering them on. I'm like, that's what makes graduation more excitable, like exciting to watch and just being there. And like people, I don't even know. It's like, when they're getting down and they're booging and they're like dancing up to get up to the president chancellor, like that's hilarious. And there was one guy, I, one guy gave a, the chancellor a kiss on the cheek. 
<laughs> Dude, the chancellor did not even budge. And, and I, I can't believe uh, he was able to keep a straight face because he was just like, and he just blew it off. That's BDE right there. <laughs> that is big BDE. Yeah, oh, BDE. absolutely. I think what they should start doing with the graduates now, give give everybody a bottle of champagne. Once everybody graduates, you and everybody just champagne showers everywhere. Yikes, that could be very dangerous. But I'm about it. Why not? I mean, yeah. Forget the caps. Just give everybody a bottle of champagne and everybody just gets champagne showers. I think graduation should be outside, too. And that way you can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, well, some colleges are like that. Some, Yeah, some are. Yeah, and I mean... I know Rice University. Yeah, just. Rice and, like, Belmont. I mean, there are a couple of colleges, especially up east, where you... Where you're outside, and I mean, like when you have colleges like ours, we have like big enough centers to like hold enough people for these like graduations. But yeah, I think I think it just takes too much time, and you know, so do we think that commencement speeches are really worth it? And in, in the end of the day, or is it all depending on who's giving the speech? I think that plays a big part. Who's giving the speech? I, I I think they need to cut it down shorter. I mean, other than that, if you're not going to be encouraging, don't. Don't accept the offer to be a speaker. Exactly, and I mean, we get it. The world is tough, and that's and that's fine. But you know, give some encouragement because it could change somebody's life. It could make somebody want to go out there and, and bust their butt even harder. Absolutely, it could change somebody. I mean, like everybody knows that you know, once you graduate college, I mean, the fun the. Some people think the fun's over, and everybody thinks, oh, it's it's dead, and I can't have any more fun. Well, you have to work a little bit harder to have a little bit more fun. And I just think when people are just discouraging and, you know, giving out fear, it's just like there is that in perspective of life. There's always going to be that aspect of fear and going on to the next level of life. But, like, if you look at it through a different mindset, you know, you can enjoy life a lot more. And then, was you know, some people are like, well, you know, my job is not great. Well, you know, do what you can, and if you don't like it, you know, move on to another another job or get into another field. Do something that you enjoy the most. And that's when people are, you know, when they hear these speakers and they put fear in them, you're just like, you're scared and you don't want to do anything. And you're just like, well, I might be just a piece of crap for the rest of my life. You know, I think it all depends on who the commencement speakers are. Well, going to your point about, I mean, your job field, I mean, the, the famous saying is you, you'll never work a day in your life if, you're enjo- if you enjoy your job. Mm-hmm. So. That, that that's exactly right and that's and that's a great entry into our next talk so i don't know if you saw this but there was a billionaire commencement speaker he was speaking at morehouse university and he finished off with his speech telling all the 2019 graduates at this at this college morehouse that he was going to pay off their student loans and their student debt man i wish somebody would do that for me yeah and it was a it's a huge deal and i and you know how much debt that these students at Morehouse University had racked up. Oh, something crazy. So there were 400 graduating seniors, and the total was worth around $40 million. He just goes out, pays $40 million with student debts for these 400 students. It's incredible, though. I mean, uh, what? I mean, that's just oh, yeah. gift to give. <laughs> and, and I mean, this is a guy who's never met any of these students. He's a billionaire technology investor and a philanthropist, but I think just a great move by him for doing that. And his name is Robert Smith. He founded the Vista Equity Partners and their private equity firm that invests in software data and technology-driven companies. Big shout out to him for doing that. I don't even know if he went to that college, but he, you know, he's a graduate of yeah. Cornell and Columbia University. And then, of course, in, back in January, he announced that he was going to give uh, $1.5 million worth of donation to student scholarships and a new park on campus. So, That's you know, awesome. it, there, there needs to be more of that philanthropy work towards students and, and of course, because people will donate, you know, $40 million to 
buildings. Football stadiums, I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, well, any athletics, you know, there's going to be tons of money coming in from the donors going into the athletic programs. I mean, that's that's always going to be. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to the student population. They're the ones funding your school. They're the ones that are, you know, driving up prices. And those are the ones, you know, that are going to eventually, you want them to come back and donate money to the school. I mean, if you're a billionaire, I mean, what are you going to spend spend a billion dollars on? Yeah, exactly. You can give out a little bit more money to a couple more people. and Or you can, like, you know, at least donate it to your school. Of course, like we see with Robert Smith, great idea. More power to him. If you uh, go and watch the video, uh-huh. I tell you to look in the bottom left corner. You will see the face of a young man who is so surprised and is one of the funniest reactions you'll see. And if you slow it down in slow motion, it makes it 10 times better. <laughs> Just a recommendation. Okay. So, we had Game of Thrones tonight. We just finished watching the the last episode, the season finale. And uh, we've already given you all spoilers initially, and I'm going to say them again. Do you want to start? Yeah, spoilers will be said right now. You know, I, it it's one of those episodes that we all built up in our head how it was going to end and um, it's not how we thought it was going to end it was you know we wanted to see more killing we wanted to see more all kinds of different things but the fact that John decided to do what he had to do um, I respect that I mean she was she was crazy yeah she was about to be the mad queen for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, she sounded like Hitler when she was giving her speeches to to her Unsullied and the Dothraki. If Jon Snow would have stepped in, it would have been really brutal for the Seven Kingdoms, for sure. Oh yeah, and you know the fact that I mean, she straight up said she was gonna go rule the world, and and that the irony was hilarious. That you know she said I took it away from ty- tyrants. Well, that's what she was. Mm-hmm. This is what she was gonna be. And she had the dragon, and the only person that could have killed her and gotten away with it would have been Jon Snow because mm-hmm. the dragon knew him. And I, I think it was very symbolic. They melted the the dragon melted the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so that democracy can start and not just there's not one ruler of the entire Seven Kingdoms, right? Or I mean, it's not going to be born into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a huge deal because. Everybody thinks they have a right to the throne, but mm-hmm. now you're getting you're going to get voted in. I mean, and so I mean it's kind of democracy w- being welcomed into this so-called medieval times. Yeah, exactly. They kind of left a couple things at a cliffhangers because we don't really know where Drago went. Drago mm-hmm. went. The time we saw him, he carried Daenerys's body away, yep. and it was just like, where did they go? Where did they go? Where did they go? <laughs> I was surprised that I, I thought they were going to bring the dragon back in because I was like, oh, is the dragon going to get revenge on Jon Snow or back at the Seven Kingdoms? Because, you know, I mean, they still have a solid army. and then, But we come to find out that, you know, they're even more divided because the Unsullied and Dothraki know that their their fearless leader got killed by Jon Snow and they wanted they wanted revenge or they wanted, they wanted something, they demanded something back. Honestly, where I got wrong was Tyrion. I, I swear I thought we were about to lose the entire Lannister name. Mm-hmm. I thought they were done for. And, I mean, there have been at least 10 occurrences on the show where he could have been killed. But he gets bailed out. And he now 
of course, he gets to say the, uh, the hand of the king. So, honestly, uh, t- the, the, any, uh, the, biggest, uh, the winners tonight, Tyrion has got to be the biggest winner tonight. Uh, ah, I mean, Brandon, Brandon the Star- Broken is... Yeah, Bran Stark is, is now the, the king of the se- Seven Kingdoms. I think Sansa was very... Uh, she was very upset. She was not happy at all. Not one bit. Uh, she claimed, you know, that Winterfell would be an independent uh, Seventh Kingdom... So that they aren't going to be ruled by Brandon, mm-hmm. since Brandon, you know, uh, stares at you with the creepy eyes. Yeah, he gives you the death glare. And think about it though, because he can honestly monitor any of the cities that he wants to, and he can all, he could probably see if there was going to be anyone plotting to, to kind of take over or destroy his, I guess, leadership or any anything like that. Brand Stark did not even see that coming. Uh, honestly, I, 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 he would have been the last person I had expected. But you know, Tyrion put his name out there, and he got support from the other leaders around the kingdom. So big win for the Starks today. It's coming out the biggest winners tonight. All the Targaryens are dead. Well, I guess not all the Targaryens are dead, but yeah. John. Well, Jon Snow is still kind of alive. I think Jon Snow kind of got his. He got justice. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't know if justice is the right word, but he got. He basically got what he wanted. He didn't want to have, he didn't want to be the ruler uh, of the kingdom at all. He kind of wanted to just be independent. And he was like, you know what? If I got to go fight, if I got to go fight, I will. You know, I'll stand up for whoever's the ru- or you know whoever needs help. Right. Ultimate good guy for sure. Mm. And yes, and of course Tyrion had to talk some sense into him. He had to he had to tell them multiple times that that Daenerys was not who she is. She's not that, she's not great. Jon Snow had to look around that. That was like one of the bigger things for his character for the entire series because he he wants to kind of go with the status quo or and he wants to help the free man. And he stuck it to his leader by killing her and he stabbed her. And now Daenerys is gone forever, uh, we assume. I mean, incredible that Jon Snow got the ending that he did, he got because of course he got the send out, he got, he got reunited. He got reunited with Tormund you got to, we got to see Ghost again. We thought yeah, I I think the biggest win was uh, the audience of Game of Thrones, because uh, uh, I think Game of Thrones they uh, were like, oh we got a lot of shit for what happened when John lost Ghost the first time, and uh, we finally got some the, some dog boops uh-huh. and uh, he petted him and I think Game of Thrones will be very happy about that. Uh huh, and I think honestly, right now with the initial feedback we've been seeing, pretty good, pretty good response. I mean, not I don't I wouldn't say it was really that action packed though. No, absolutely not. I mean, it was political the entire time, but that's what what Game of Thrones is. But I, I was really expecting more action. I really thought like that Daenerys was going to die, but I thought it was going to be at the end. Like I thought there was going to be more fighting within. Like I thought it was going to be like the North against like the Unsullied and all that. I thought they were going to have like a mini civil war within. And it ended up not being that. But. Well, it was, I would say it's more like the Cold War, where, I mean, there was a lot of tension. Yeah. And, um, That's a great analogy, yeah. You know, nothing happened. Uh, I think I would have loved to see Grey Worm versus Jon Snow. Uh, I might have taken Grey Worm over Jon Snow. Jon Snow, okay. Um, but uh, I would have loved to have seen Grey Worm try to defend his queen. He was probably one of the biggest losers tonight because, of course, his queen dies. You know, he has to give up Tyrion. Because he wanted revenge for that, didn't get it, and he also wanted Jon Snow dead too. He didn't get that either, and Jon Snow got sent out to the Night's Watch. Honestly, but you know they get to go back to their kingdom now. They get to rule how. But you know, see, my thing with Grey Worm is once he dies, 
what the hell is going to happen to the Unsullied? They can't reproduce, so... Yeah, they can't reproduce, and, you know, Grey Worm is kind of like the only one that has experience being with the Queen. So how is that hierarchy going to work? The kingdom that they were in, I mean, they basically destroyed it. I mean, Daenerys did her job by keep going back to Essos and, you know, handling all of that before they sailed across. So, you know, they're going to go back to their, their home turf and hopefully make an even bigger army, too. So I, I definitely, I think Grey Worm was was a big loser tonight, and so was Sansa. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> she she was just bitter the entire time. She wanted she wanted the the rightful heir to the throne, and didn't get it. And so once you know Bran got nominated over her, she she shut down, and she was just like, you know what, I'll be the queen of my own kingdom. And so she is she's gonna hold down Winterfell for us. So after this episode. Are we going to get three individual spinoffs? Because we see Arya. She she is, of course, Traveler. And she's very mysterious because we don't know where she's going to go next. And when she tells all their brothers and sisters that she's going to go west, she's going to go to lands where they have not been traveled before or that they're not even on a map. That's going to definitely be an interesting part to see if they're going to try to spin off that. They're going to, Arya's going to get her own show. And then Jon Snow, Tormund, and Ghost, you know, they were going up and back up north. And when you don't have the the White Walkers anymore, where, like they can settle back again, and I guess they can grow, they can be beyond the wall. And I think, truthfully, I mean that's where John wants to be. He wants to be alone. Like he doesn't want to have to deal with all the p- political BS that's going on in, in in the Seven Kingdoms and and Westeros. So ultimately, Jon Snow's living pretty well, and he gets to be with his best buddy Tormund too. So they're definitely going to have some big fun. And then we look back at King's Landing. Bran has appointed Tyrion, his hand of the throne, or hand of the king. And then he basically, Tyrion got to appoint all his buddies too. Um, And then we got to see Bran of Tarth. And we got to see Podrick. We got to see Davos. We got to see Bronn. And they're all part of that the committee that gets to make decisions for the city. So a bit really interesting to see. So I mean, I mean the big thing, another big story is, um, you know, the Iron Throne is no more, but uh, Bran sits on a wooden throne because uh, he can't walk. <laughs> Technically, so, yeah. Uh, is he gonna rule from a wooden throne? And uh, when does? Well, I mean, they could find some iron and make him a better, more advanced uh, wheelchair. Um, they could I, do that too. <laughs> I mean, that could uh, that could be another sh- uh, spinoff. Well, they're saying that. I mean, since he wields the power, the will be able to survive for a couple hundred years with three the three eyed raven powers, and I think he's going to be able to monitor the kingdom a lot better. And we'll just kind of have to see how it goes. It kind of left it all up in the air. Because do you think they? I mean, they could return to it, I guess, if they wanted to. If they wanted to, but I don't know if they want to. Or with spinoff. I mean, they're going to return with it with spinoffs, I, I guess. Because they can make, they could still make so much money. There you go. HBO would have their Sunday lineup right there. You would get the tales of Tormund and Jon Snow. And then you get whatever Arya is going, getting into. And then whatever going on in King's Landing with, with Bran and the gang. Very cool ending. And uh, honestly, my initial reaction was I, I didn't really enjoy the, the final final episode because there wasn't enough action but after realizing what how much they had to kind of all the space they had to fill i'm actually okay with the ending now but this season i would say this season though overall disappointment though uh you know i mean i would say it was a disappointment because 
we all built up in our heads what we wanted to see. Um, it wasn't my favorite. I mean, there was some very big letdowns when it came to the big wars. Uh, mm-hmm. The long night, we were expecting a, I mean, that was a brutal war. Um, but uh, I thought I had to dust off my TV because it was so dark. Yep. I mean, you know, and the dragon just came in and just messed. Stomp. Every, the gold company, the, the ships, like the Iron Fleet, they just got screwed on. And it was like... I was expecting a little bit more, and yeah, I thought it, the deaths were going to go both ways. I thought you know some more major characters would have died, mm-hmm. um, you know, in battle or by somebody else, and I I think there was some disappointment because we all were because ex- Game of Thrones has built up so much expectation from mm-hmm. the first seven uh, uh, seasons of just great film uh, and. Keeping everybody on the front of their seats. And yes. I just think that, um, you know, I mean, I enjoyed it. I You feel, I mean, it's, it's like empty now because we were kind of so devoted to it. Yeah, it's and like, now what, it's, what am I supposed to do? You know, I can't just watch golf <laughs> all night. I guess I got to start watching movies or reading a book. Nah, probably not. HBO is going to have to spice it up now, but they always seem to have really good consistent uh, assistant lineups and pretty good shows. Absolutely. Okay. So, are you ready to go into our last segment? Let's do it. Cheesy pickup lines. What's up, ladies? You know what it is. I'm going to cue the music. All right. (laughs) You want to go with the first one? Okay, ladies. I know you've probably heard these at the bar, and you have probably thrown your drink in someone's face from hearing these. But here's my two best pickup lines. Yeah, go with your first one. Number one. Ladies. Hey, what's up? Are you a parking ticket? Because you have fine written all over you, baby. That's asking for a drink in the face. Yeah, go Blake. Hey, girl. Are you cake? Because I want a piece of that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't keep a straight face. God, I can't either. I can't, dude. I don't know how people would go up to the bar with this and not get smacked the shit out of. We have not tested these in the bar yet. No, uh, we will. We will definitely fill y'all in uh, next time we go out. Or you guys videotape it and give us your responses while you Ooh, go to the bar. Yes, and you can email it to us. But, yeah, uh, Hardy Texas Podcast at, at uh, gmail.com. We would love to watch this. What's, what other one you got? So I got my second one. <clears throat> hey, girl. I would like to say God bless you when you sneeze, but it already seems like God already blessed you. Ooh. All right. Hey, girl. Well, I'm here. What are your other two wishes? Ooh, with Aladdin coming out? That, that, that's Old, ooh, yeah. So take your girl to go see uh, Aladdin and uh, go with the two wishes. You got anything else, buddy? Put down the damn video games and go outside for once. I'm tired of looking at you pasty boys. Let's go outside, get dirty, and let's have some fun. Yeah, go get some sun and uh, enjoy the summer because it's about to get in the 90 degrees. Okay. So, we are now on Spotify and Apple Music. So, guys, check us out. Heart of Texas Podcast. Love you guys. Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down 
Broadcasting live from the 127 studios in Waco, Texas, this has been the Heart of Texas Podcast.